to the Bedpost Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Aaron Pym, and what I like to do here on the pod is bring sexy and fun guests into the studio to have conversations about sex and sexuality. Today, I'm super, I'm super excited. I have, like, a trifecta of, like, Twitter friends that I haven't actually talked to yet, but that I'm, I'm making it happen via this podcast. The first was Taryn, and the second, you know her as your favorite Twitter wellness dom, Miss Vidra. Hi, Vidra. Lady Pam, it is a joy, an honor. Hello. I just so thrilled to be with you today. Now, I do have to ask my darling, have you in <laughs> fact hit the record button? How dare you? I can't. I can't have a repeat of of our Terran situation, though I think you two handled it with with aplomb and grace. Oh my god! Oh, with grace—that's what that pod. <laughs> that's yep. the word you would use. Mm-hmm. We were—I mm-hmm. don't know what we were both on that day, but <laughs> whatever it was. Whatever it was, it was glorious. Thank you so much. It was very sweet of you. Yeah, that that, that episode's pretty wild. I don't know. We were just both in such a mood. It's so funny. But... Yeah, I love when I love to hear two people enjoy each other. And so oh. that podcast really hit the spot for me. What a gem. You know what? And I think that puts the nail on the head there. That's like exactly what it was. I think we were both just <laughs> excited to talk to yeah. each other. Uh-huh. Yeah, like we're going to have a great old time and who cares if that podcast is recording? It's no. going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I literally did not uh-huh. care because it wasn't. Um, so yes. I'm looking for, yes, I pressed record. And I'm looking equally as forward to talking to you today, Vidra. I'm like, I'm, I don't know why I feel like we're buds. Do you feel that way? <laughs> not to put you Oh, on we the spot. are. Okay, oh, good. no. I feel a tight and ongoing connection with you, a human who is literally as far away from me on this continent as you can get. Yeah. And I have never met in real life. No, we are connected deeply, for for sure. Okay, no glad question. you share that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm glad it's yes. just unrequited. No, it's very requited. Oh, yay. But, like, isn't isn't that amazing? Like, isn't that amazing that I don't, I don't know even why certain people on Twitter, like, I just feel a real kinship with. Like, I feel like we're friends. Do you know why that tends to happen with certain people and not with others? I do. I do. I do know. I'm going to give you the answer. And Uh, it's... it's... (laughs) So you're going to learn real quick about me that what I am great at is giving definitive answers that I have completely (laughs) made up. Bullshitting. Yes, great. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I love it. Yes, ma'am. So yeah, no, I really firmly believe that there is an energetic resonation between people and you really can find that person and be like yes you're you're my tribe I don't know why but I I feel a kinship and and for me it's very much of an admiration of of your style of dominatrix you truly were one of the first people that I saw in the professional space that I looked at and thought ah I'm not alone there are people Yay! doing this that are doing it with joy and a smile on their face. And it's just, you know, that that happiness that you have while you're injuring people consensually <laughs> really brought a lot of validation into my life. So, yes, we are friends. In fact, we should probably start sending each other holiday cards immediately. Probably. I thought you were going to say uh-huh. nudes, but yeah. Oh, sure. my God. start with cards. That's- I don't know. Don't let me first. That's what my holiday card is. Oh, oh okay. It's just good. me. <laughs> it's just me. <laughs> no, yeah, get on that list. It's a good list. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> yep. Well, so my husband is a professional photographer, and every year I beg oh. him to take that picture that everyone takes where they're wrapped up in Christmas lights. <gasps> and yeah, every yeah. year, every year he says, My darling, you're gonna injure yourself if you try and do that. I know you. This is not for you. <laughs> Just little burns all over your mm-hmm. body. Or just trapped. 
Yeah, or just to, to have, have tied yourself up. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. hence, hence yep. the burns, because you literally cannot get out, and you're like, ow, <laughs> ow, mm-hmm. ow. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like something I would do, too. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's all done with joy, but it would probably be best if I just send you, you know, the classic nudes. I'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get that going. A Christmas classic, yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> classic Christmas card nudes. Mm-hmm. Love it. I'm okay, here for it. So, um, I I don't know. I might clip this out from the podcast because who knows if it's interesting to literally anyone. But can you guess the third person that I'm really looking forward to interviewing? You know what, Lady Pim? I yeah. started thinking immediately when mm-hmm. you said that, what, and I honestly, instinct? I can't narrow it down. You're gonna just have to give me a hint. Third um, person. Yeah. Oh my goodness. He. Hmm. Oh, it's a he. Hmm. Is you, a. Musician. Oh, oh. Slash industrial. Oh, my goodness. It's our beautiful dark machination. <laughs> yeah. That's who it is. I don't know why I feel like the three of us are just like a crew. <laughs> oh, for sure. I sent. So he's he's the dark machination yeah. on Twitter. He's yes, amazing. Please plug away. Yeah. Please please follow him. And I sent him a picture of uh some essentially just Victorian vampire outfits. And I said, <laughs> here here is our co topping costume. Whenever we get to do that, and he just sent me back the word yes with about a hundred s's. So yes, please yeah. speak to him. What a what a what a bright spot he is on the TL and a very gifted musician yeah yes go follow him oh totally yeah yeah Mm -hmm. plug away theorion um very excited for for when i will interview you until Mm -hmm. then vidra 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 okay so my so the introduction that we went with was your friendly neighborhood uh twitter wellness dom indeed (laughs) yep that's me maybe when did you start like incorporating wellness into your domination well, you know, it's really interesting because like a lot of, you know, and I and I do have to say with all due respect to the amazing dominatrixes that have come before me, I really loathe the term baby dom, but I'm going to use it in this context because it's how I felt. So when I was just a baby dom, you know, I came out of an evangelical Christian upbringing. Wow. I had been in a married monogamous relationship for 12 years at that time. I'm, I am still married and in that relationship, though it is now polyamorous. But I really just came into the domination space flailing. Like, have you know that scene in The Matrix? <laughs> <laughs> that scene in The Matrix where they decant Neo from that thing and all the, he's just gasping for air and covered in goo. That's literally how I felt. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. I just, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to find information. And thank God I stumbled on our dear friends over at Off the Cuffs podcast and jumped in and probably listened to 50 episodes in two weeks. It's truly all I did. And I, um, I, as I was developing my style, one of the things that made me very nervous being, you know, not in the public scene, you know, going to munches and things was not an option for me at that time. And I was looking around and I didn't, I saw a lot of very beautiful, very terrifying looking women in a very expensive outfits that looked like they needed help to get into. And I just thought to myself, oh my God, none of these women look, look like me or or are doing the type of DS that I want to do. Am I not real? Am I not a real top? Like, am I am I broken? Like, did I yeah. get, like, half made and then kicked out before they flipped the final switch? And so I found Twitter, and I, I made an anonymous account. People that have followed me for a long time will know that I recently lost my very high follower oh. account. <laughs> Uh, for the for the crime of being hot on the internet, yeah. So <laughs> guilty. Uh, I'm guilty. Yes, charged. Uh, yeah, very. <laughs> and so I I started looking around, and I found Twitter, and then again I was just seeing these women who were just and I love God love them. It's it, it is a an aesthetic I admire, but they were just it was just not my style. And then I stumbled upon 
you know, um, your account, uh, a beautiful um, burlesque dancer whose uh, tag is the Golden Glamazon. Yes, and, Sydney. And she's amazing. And it was the first time that I saw women doing what I wanted to do and smiling. Yeah. And, yeah. and happy and joyful. And then I realized, oh, my goodness, wait – there there are people out there that really struggle with like getting their to-do list done or or getting their hydration or their exercise accomplished. I'm really good at telling people what to do and I'm great at organizing someone's day. You know, in my vanilla life, that's that's a lot of what my job is. And so that's kind of how I came around to the concept of wellness domination. And of course, you offer your amazing class. Um, you know, there are other pro doms out there that that work in that space that offer amazing instruction. I just got really lucky. I kind of just fell down the rabbit hole and landed uh, here. <laughs> And welcome. <laughs> I love that. And I think like, I mean, from what I know of you and I, what I see of like what you put on your feet and whatnot, um, I feel like you really have a passion for wellness just in general, like at least physical fitness. Like I'm always in awe of like you, all your exercise stuff that you post. And I'm like, I mean, who better to tell somebody how to maintain their wellness practices than somebody that is like a shining example like that. Oh, and aren't you just so gracious to say that? So yeah, you know, my, <laughs> here's what happened. Like yeah. a lot of people, like a lot of people, the, the, the panini hit, you know, <laughs> COVID, COVID showed up <laughs> and I spent a lot of the time of the first nine months uh, vacillating between crying in my bathroom and drinking. Um, mm-hmm. I had a, a sincere and serious uh, alcohol problem that had kind of snuck its way into my life after, you know, a personal tragedy that happened about four years ago now. And I looked at my husband uh, at a, about the nine month point into the pandemic. I had lost my job. He had lost his job. We're parenting three, three children at home. And I... I've always sworn homeschooling is the last thing I ever want to do. And I looked at, I looked at my husband and I said, I have got to get a grip on this. I am not well, this is not good. And we got to fix this. And so I'm very lucky. So I do have um, a very wonderful submissive. She is my wellness submissive. If you'd like to follow her, she's the amazing at Sophic Siren on Twitter. Um, and she was a real gift to me because she needed me and I needed her and she does all of my running training. So she sets my schedule every week. She sends me a Google Doc that tells me what I'm doing and she's been a real gift. So yeah, I, I I'm a firm that. believer. I am a firm believer as a top and as, you know, as somebody in a formal DS relationship that if I'm going to tell a submissive to do something, I better know how to do it myself. I don't I don't believe in in asking someone to do something that that I would resist on my own. So if I'm telling a submissive, no, you're not drinking this week, then I'm probably also not drinking that week. You know, it's just kind of how I roll. I love so much about what you said. So many things jumped out to me. This idea of like another thing that can prepare you to be gravitated towards wellness domination are your own struggles with wellness. Yes. And that's mm-hmm. something very much I so. very much identify with as well with my own mental health struggles, my own struggles uh, being present. And then also all this stuff of just like staying active and, you know, yeah. having a good eating schedule and, you know, all that kind of stuff as well. So that definitely I agree with. And I think yeah. a lot of people that kind of realize they have that need and are actively trying to, you know, work your way out of it, work your way through it, maintain, Mm -hmm. do all that stuff. Those are all skills that you have learned to do for yourself. And those are valuable skills that you can pass on to helping other people do the same thing, you know? So absolutely love that. 
you also mentioned, what was the other thing you said kind of just at the end there? About, oh, about how these wellness DS dynamics can very much be two-way streets. And the, you know, how you can be healing your, each other, um, and how, you know, the tasks and all of this stuff can be going both ways. Like you can dominate your sub into creating, you know, whatever wellness schedule, holding you accountable, doing all that stuff, like how those things can go both ways. And then this other idea that, I I think I came together when I was like writing a class about switches. This idea of like us as dominance, we can be actively in the moment in real time while we're dominating our subs, be dominating ourselves and nourishing ourselves in the same way. Like listen to the tasks you are giving your subs. Like, you know what I mean? You can be doing that to yourself not only just on your spare time in real time doing like behavior modification with yourself, but at the same time, listening to the words that are coming out of your mouth when you're dominating mm-hmm. your subs in this way and getting your own shit together alongside that sub. Yeah. So uh, I have a really good example of that, actually. So in the beginning, when I was um, just beginning this dynamic with her, you know, one of the things that worked really well for us is I was trying to back down the amount that I drank, and Mm -hmm. she was trying to accomplish some goals on her own. Now, I got very lucky in that she, I may have been very new to this, but she is very experienced, many, many years as a submissive and very knowledgeable and very, um, very good communicator. And in the beginning, I was trying to back down my drinking. She had goals she wanted to accomplish. So the dynamic that we put in place was she was going to complete X task on X day mm-hmm. or I didn't get to have a drink that evening. (laughs) And because she's wired to please, because she's a beautiful, lovely, submissive heart, you better believe she got that task done so her dom could have a drink that night. And it worked great for us. I love that. It was really good. And so it's been very collaborative with her. I don't go to her with a long list of like, here's what's happening, Missy. We have a talk. And I think that that's something that as a new dom, I didn't realize was going to happen. I was so scared to make a mistake. Mm -hmm. But then I learned it is all about that negotiation and saying, what do you think? And then the person's going to go, yeah, that works for me. Or nah, that doesn't resonate with me. And you're going to jump from that space as a co-creating team. And I think that that's something that, you know, we were joking yesterday that I didn't know wellness domination was a thing because you're not going to roll up into a club and see a dom and a sub doing a wellness scene. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. You know, like I'm never going to crack a whip wearing a bustier and say, tell me how much you hydrated today. You know, you just don't see it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we should, though. Oh, I mean, maybe I we love should that as a scene. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. such a good point, though, about why this type of domination may not be as visible as like the traditional, right. you know, sadist, masochist type of a scene because it's right. not visual. It's all this internal mm-hmm. type of change that you're trying to accomplish. And yes. I love that you that you're mentioning collaborating and. The other thing you mentioned about having a submissive that had more experience than you as a dom. and Vastly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, that's an intimidating thing as a dom. I think we're, we think that we're supposed to have all the answers. We're supposed to know everything. We're not supposed to make, make any mistakes like you mentioned. Right. So it can be an, a very intimidating thing to be a beginner at, right? Yes. But, Mm -hmm. you know, the truth of it is, is, well, you don't know, so you ask, and then, and then you know, and then you can implement, you know, whatever, then you can move forward to give them direction. Um, Right. You know, once the sub is telling you where they need help, and you collaborating and talking about, well, what can be some strategies here to help you? And what works for you as, as far as like rewards, punishments, um, motivators, you know, how do you get motivated? Mm -hmm. Like all of those, that talk um, is not 
anything that us as dominants would know just meeting someone. Yeah. You know? No, you really do have to ask. And I I think because I I came into my sexuality and particularly my dominance as as a a grown adult, I'm 37 and I didn't enter this space until you know, I was probably 33, 34. I'd been married for 12 years. You know, I I thought I was late to the game. And I think it's really important that people hear it's never too late to start. Mm-hmm. And it's always okay to ask questions. Like we all need to always be learning, particularly yeah. as, as dominance, in my opinion. But um, I just think it's very important. And I got very lucky. You know, she had a lot of experience and has been a, an amazing guide and has stayed a, a wonderful submissive even in her guidance. And I just I value it so much. Yeah, I've actually with a submissive before um, they've, you know, booked consults with me and booked uh, sessions with me. And then, you know, over the time of us getting to know each other, I realized they had a lot of skills that I could learn from. So I yes. would go right back and I would book them pro- for a professional consult, like for like what they did in their job. Like I would, I booked them right back and I'm like, <laughs> let me Genius. take, yeah, you teach me, let me t- take a bunch of notes about like this very specific field that you're basically an expert in, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, we have so much to give one another. And I, yeah. that's the space I want to create. And that's the space I want to occupy. You know, I, I have a tagline for my dominance and it's a cloud cult lyric. And it, <laughs> it goes, if ever I can't see the magic around me, please take my hands off my eyes. And that's what I want to do as a dom. Like I want to go to people who are so crippled by their asshole brain, they can't get anything done. And I'm going to take their hands off their eyes and I'm going to hold their hands and we're going to get their shit done. That's what we're going to do. And that's what I hope other people learn that they can do for themselves and for others. I think it's really important. Beautiful image. Beautiful imagery. Yeah. I'm going to make myself cry. It's so meaningful. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) But like just the fact of like, okay, take their hands off their eyes, but then now you're holding hands, like you're taking them by the hand. That's like, Mm -hmm. so it's like two, those two images of doing those two things. Very beautiful. Yeah. I know. Oh, yeah. Domination is romantic, you know? I agree. And I, I learned very late that romantic attract, like romantic connection and sexual connection do not have to be simultaneous. Yeah. I feel so romantic towards my sub so often and we do not have a sexual relationship. Our relationship, our kink has no sex in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's also a thing I would like people to know exists. Platonic you don't, kink. You don't have to be fucking each other to be a valid DS dynamic. Yeah. Surprise. yeah i think i think especially this past year in a bit it's like you know some doms and subs literally never meet in person yeah and i mean i i'm the same way that i've kind of you know been accumulating more long term like for me clients like so accumulating uh more folks that the dynamic is not sexually based whatsoever and it's more of this Mm -hmm. like kind of wellness guide stuff that um yeah that we've been speaking of but yeah it's um it's it's just it's just really amazing um i mean i mean not to discredit sexual kink either like of course not people want to do kink just to get off that's perfectly valid and please and and quite honestly can be just as impactful um of course you know than these other types of kinks but uh, I, I like to have these kind of conversations because, as you said, it's not visual, so you don't see it. So exactly. let's fucking talk about it. You know what I mean? Because we should. Your DS dynamics can look can look like this too. And I think that you know, in these times when I look on Twitter, the thing that I see that is so loud in everyone's voice right now is what I have just started to colloquially refer to as asshole brain. <laughs> Asshole brain is the one telling you that you're not good enough, that you should be working, that you shouldn't be resting, that you're that you're too thin, too fat, not the right shape, not the right person. And sometimes people just cannot get on top of asshole brain on their own. And I think that that's a wonderful time to connect with someone like yourself or like me, where what we're going to do is we're going to be louder than, than your asshole brain. <laughs> I can yell. Um, I can talk really loud. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah yeah now 
we are also not a substitute for a licensed and educated therapist, Does but not. we are a wonderful uh, addition to to mental health strategies. And I will and... dom you into seeing a therapist. I will dom oh, you into going yeah. to get to the doctor to get that thing checked out finally. You know what I mean? Yep. That's day one. Day one is... <laughs> yeah, that's some one-on-one shit right there. Are you in, okay, a, you are you a in therapy? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so true. Uh, Step one. Yeah. I'm genuine about that. I believe everybody should be in therapy. I understand that that's not something that's accessible to everyone. But for anybody for whom it is, you yeah. go to therapy. Don't yeah. ask, do I need a therapist? You do. Go. <laughs> Yeah, if you if you're gonna if you're gonna ask, then you know you already know the answer, don't you? <laughs> yep. Free tip: find a therapist. Yeah, and then come see me. Totally, and then we can talk. Yes, mm-hmm. that's like your initial tribute. <laughs> yep. Like, yeah. No, I mean, I am not a substitute for somebody who went to school and has a tool. Like they've got a whole toolkit I don't have. I'm not a therapist. I'm just great at telling you which of your to-do list items you're doing first. And there you go. And that's this collaborative thing, right? It's like, okay, what has, what, you know, things jumped out out to you in therapy if they want to share, of course. It's like, what do we need to be working on according to your therapist? And then it's like you just keeping them on track in their mental Mm -hmm. health journeys. You know what I mean? It's the same thing of like having this conversation with them. Then it's like, okay, so let's have this conversation, like not with their doctor or therapist, but like, okay, what did the doctor say? What do we need to be doing here? What did your therapist, what are you working on with your therapist? What do we need to be uh, monitoring? Basically, it's like, I don't, I don't know those things, but I can for sure keep you on track if we communicate about what all these, you know, mental health and health professionals in your life are saying about it. Bring me the to-do list. Yeah. What's your personal trainer say? You know, exactly. What's what's your yoga teacher say? What's your, all all of these people? Yeah. What does your nutritionist say? There. Yeah. What is, you know, all those things. It's all, it's all there and it's all available. Support is, is a wonderful thing. Don't be afraid to ask for it. Support and like, you know how when you work out with someone else, they just help to hold you accountable and they make you show up. Like you got to go. If your friend's like, okay, we're meeting every week at noon at at this gym, like pre-COVID, obviously. um, Of course. You're going to go. Right. You can't can't decide that, oh, you don't want to work out this day. You know what I mean? Like you're held to the appointment. So yeah, it's that thing of just being held accountable by someone Yeah. And I think a lot of people wait. I think everybody has a thing they want to do. We all have goals. Even if you don't really know what yours are, you've got a goal somewhere in the back of your head. And a lot of people wait for motivation to do those things. And I'm just here to tell you, don't wait for motivation. Motivation is the gift you earn with momentum. And Mm -hmm. to build momentum, you have to build consistency. And that's where someone like me or someone like you, Lady Pim, can really help someone. We're we are here to make sure you stay consistent and you are going to give yourself the gift of motivation with your momentum. I love that. And I love that in the way of like the idea is that we're trying to give you the tools to be able to do this with yourself long term. Like I'm not gonna be the motivator, for instance. Like with what you just no. said, like I'm yep. not gonna motivate you to do it. I'm gonna show you how to motivate yourself and habitualize motivating yourself. Exactly. My goal for for my submissives and you know, I of course my submissive now, I, I never want her to, to leave me. I want her to be with me forever. But my goal is always that as we as we progress in our dynamic moves, that the things that you really needed to lean on me for in the beginning you'll learn to not need me so much for those things as we work together. My goal is to get people as functional and holistically themselves as they possibly can be and to not need me to reorganize them every day. Um, It's a growing opportunity and for both of us. And that's, you know, that's my goal is I want you to get to the point that you don't, you don't maybe need me anymore for those things, maybe different things. But yeah, we move, maybe di- we like grow. that exactly that. Like I was ending. Oh, I I kind of had finished a couple wellness domination dynamics, like professional ones, had kind of ended at the same time, and I was kind of heartbroken. But then I realized yeah. I was like, oh, but I can still be the f- I can still be friends with these people. <laughs> like right. I don't need to like now never talk to them again because you know this professional dynamic is ending. It's like oh yeah, no, I can like you know. Mm-hmm. Um, be there and and connect in other ways with these people. It's not just that that's 
that's it and it's over, you know, because because it was sad because I was like, for people that our goal is like to essentially put ourselves out of business, <laughs> it's going to happen. Right. Dynamics end, you know what I mean? It's true. But yeah, I have somebody that I really, really connected with on a wellness track with them, wellness dynamic with them. And um, yeah, we email like once a week, maybe we're all over yeah. each other's Twitters. <laughs> oh, yeah. Twitter. Twitter is where I am. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's where it's home. Live. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I like it there. Yeah. It's my living room. It's nice. I mean, it can be annoying, but for the most uh-huh. part, the people I choose to engage with, it's really lovely. <laughs> exactly. You're either going to be lovely in my space or you're going to pay to be in my space. Yay. That's how that works. There <laughs> it is. Let's take a moment to talk about our lovely sponsors, shall we? First of all, Oasis Aqua Lounge is a water-themed sex club located right here in Toronto at 231 Mutual Street. Oasis is inclusive of all genders and orientations and is shame-free when it comes to pleasure and play. Check them out at their website, oasisaqualounge.com. Unicorn Collaborators is the local leather business of two queer unicorns. They specialize in luxurious and colorful harnesses for all body types, and even craft non-conventional ones for your thigh, fist, or foot. Check them out at their Etsy shop under Unicorn Collaborators. Lovecrafters Toys is a non-gendered fantasy sex toy line that makes weird and wonderful dildos in the shape of tentacles, unicorn horns, mermaid tails, and more. Their high-quality silicone is hand-poured right here in Toronto. Check out their Etsy shop at Lovecrafters Toys. ComeAsYouAre.com is a trans-owned, trans-operated sex shop that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist. They carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. Next time, use the coupon code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T, when checking out at ComeAsYouAre.com. So, okay, something you brought up, which I'm very interested to ask you about, you talked about being in a quite a conservative religion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm also, I was, I was bred Catholic, I almost said. Uh, oh, boy. I mean, that is it, <laughs> I mean, basically. I, I mean, kind of. That's where's the lie. Mm-hmm. But I was also brought up, you know, in kind of a religious household in that way. And... I think it plays a huge part for myself also. It's similar to your story. Um, I'm also 37 and I also came into professional domination not super long ago, right? Like I've been a kinkster maybe, maybe 12 years prior to becoming a professional, but still Mm -hmm. kind of came into this game kind of late. And I think a big part of that and why I'm so gung-ho about it now and so passionate about it now is because I kind of was depriving myself of that for a very long time. So I'm curious about your story and how you think those are those things are related for you. Yeah, that's a great... I mean, isn't it funny how many of us come out of the woodwork if you yell conservative religion? We're, pretty much everybody that you love that wields a whip, we all pack our heads out and we're like, oh, you it's rang? It's um, yeah. hilarious. I, yeah, and I actually met my, my husband working at, at, a, at what we define as a cult with a little C. So not a big C cult, but <laughs> a definitely C a little cult. one. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I... I grew up a con- in a very conservative Christian household and knew at a very young age that I didn't only like boys. And I learned through some experiences as a very young child, oh boy, this is something I need to keep locked up. And that's what I call the beginning of basement vidra. And basement vidra is all the parts of my personality that I realized real quick needed to be tucked away if I wanted to be loved and accepted. And so I did that. I tucked them all away. I I played the very good girl. I, you know, got straight A's and did all the sports and, you know, did exactly what I was supposed to do. I grew up and married a man and, and had children. And then I experienced um, a loss. Uh, and that loss essentially made me – I literally remember sitting up and going, if I if – I, 
am going to continue existing on this planet. I need to be my genuine and real self. And I marched my ass into the other room and sat my husband down. Now I'm making this story very short, but I sat my (laughs) husband down and I said, uh, hey, so I know we've been married a long time, but I kind of would like to do this polyamory thing. Could we talk about that? And God bless that man. He took it like a champ. It was a very uh, difficult few months, but uh, we basically, you know, really grew up together and, and out of that conservative religion and really began to be more our, of ourselves. And as I was able to integrate those pieces of my personality that I tucked away, I realized like, oh my God, there's a whole world of women out there that, you know, look, I mean, look at them. They're in latex and they're doing all the things I wanted to do. And now I get to do that. And then I just ran and I haven't stopped running since. Oh, and I love, yeah, kudos to your husband who allowed the two of you to grow together, you know, rather than letting, because I think this is kind of common in relationships that have started when you're young and then you've been with Mm -hmm. each other a long time. It's very easy for you to come into your own identities and let them be separate, you know, let let you both kind of grow apart as you find yourselves. So I love to hear the story of two people that are coming into their own and allowing the space for each other to do that and to continue to do that going forward. Like, fucking, yeah, yeah bravo. It was... It was very challenging for him, but he was very determined to help me be my genuine self. And and he really, I mean, we worked through a lot of things in that, in becoming Polly. But now, you know, it's three years later. He has a, a beautiful girlfriend whom I adore. They've been together for three years. It's just, it really has been the most eye-opening journey and such an opportunity, again, just to refer back to the wellness domination, such an opportunity to... To see a, a what could be potentially a problem and use that as an opportunity to co-create something that works for both people. And I yeah. think that that's not available to everybody. And I got very lucky. I'm very grateful. Yeah. my Some of my favorite tweets of yours are about your metamor. <laughs> Definitely. Who is like Mads Mikkelsen, simply not online. <laughs> she, she is just not with us. <laughs> And that's been good for her, you know. Yeah, I I really do love to see just like good examples of polyamory out there. You know what I mean? And like yes. good examples, but also and and by that I mean not just like the toxic positivity examples. I mean you're very real on your timeline. You know, I am. I and, endeavor to be so. Yes, and I appreciate that so much. And I'm sure people also appreciate that um, to see a genuine you you know like a genuine representation of what like the of what a polyam dynamic can look like what Uh you know a different type of kink can look like like I think that's I think those are all amazing things to bring to people's attention yeah I I told uh Sophic Siren yesterday when her and I were having a discussion that I feel like I'm the middle of a lot of really odd Venn diagrams (laughs) (laughs) and I think (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's why you and I sense a kinship in one another is because, you know, there is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, We just we occupy that middle part of the Venn diagram and we want more people to feel safe joining us there. Come come Mm. to the middle. Mm. Be be the weird part that doesn't quite fit in the other spaces. We we welcome you as long as, you know, you're respectful. (laughs) As long as you tribute first. (laughs) Please. Oh, please. So much can be fixed with cash is all I'm saying. Yeah, honestly, suddenly I'm having a great day, you know, can just turn my mood (laughs) completely around. It can completely change my, like, opinion of you, you know? Oh, on a dime. (laughs) Just on a dime. Yeah, and it's very genuine. Like, if you're here. I'm not putting it on. Yeah, like, Mm -hmm. literally, if you come into my, I don't know, my DMs open, you're a very brave soul. But for me, if someone comes (laughs) in my work email, you know, just with like, oh, a compliment that you've, I've been following you forever and what you say really resonates. Okay, lovely. However, mm-hmm. you know, where's the, so you're, so you're saying, so let me get this right. You've been following me with all my free content for years 
and never uh-huh. once have, you know, thought that I should be compensated for all the hours and hours and hundreds of hours that I put into curating all this free content. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And you are very generous, I must oh, say. thank you. <laughs> I don't know if that's a You really bless or, us. Or a read, but... Um, but, you know, like, for instance, that happened recently. And then I came back with, you know, oh, well, here are all the ways you can support me. Wink, like, hint, hint. Right. And then they came back with a tribute and came back with, oh, yeah. And and by the way, yeah, I'd love to order a custom video. It's like, well, suddenly uh, you're my Blessed. new best friend, honestly. Like, God exactly. bless. <laughs> yep. And I think, <laughs> you know, it's... It's really funny because so many, and and I don't want to generalize, but this is particularly a conversation I have with cis het men. Yeah. Uh, so many of them, they they want to give a compliment. They want they essentially are asking for my time and attention. Yeah. And my sweet darlings, I'm a very busy woman. I don't work for free. And what you're asking me to do is work. So if you would like my attention, my time, my expertise, I would be more than happy to give it to you. But what are you going to do to better my life? Is it a cash gift? Is it a gift card? Is it buying a custom from one of my professional friends? Um, What are you going to do to make my life better? And, and it, and that's one of the things I think is really important is this is an equal exchange of energy yeah. or resources. And if it's not, you can move right along. There are many other women out there that have time for you. I simply do not. Yeah. And I mean, even if, like, here's the thing, too. Even if I have nothing else to do that day, like, I maybe I'd not, you know, feeling like a, a busy, bustling woman that day. Even then... Like, I don't have time to work for free. Like, I'm not... Of course not. You know what I mean? It has nothing to do with, do I have time and energy to available? It's not available for you, who is not exactly. paying, if you're approaching me in this professional manner. Yes. And I think that the assumption in our society is that women exist to help and to make others comfortable. That's yeah, to how teach. we're conditioned. Yes, yeah. And and I resist that. I've done my time as the good girl that did the dishes and the chores and 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 went to work and then came home and did other things. I've I've put my time in doing that. And there are people in my life that that still get that from me because they earn it, you know. Yeah. But if you're going to come into my DMs, uh, come with your wallet out and just show me generosity. Yeah, because. I don't, I don't know you, right? So exactly. Like, you know, I do these things. I do free labor for people I love. I'm happy to. That's the dynamic I have with people I care about. I do not know you, sir. So if you want some of that time and energy, then you have to pay. Because I don't give free time and energy to people I literally do not know. That makes sense no sense yes i am generous with those who are generous with me let's just put it we'll we'll put it right there there you go soft claps because claps aren't great on a mic (laughs) yeah we'll clap in our hearts little heart claps clap internally Internal clap. oh i just pictured um a double fisting that's that's me being dirty we i mean wouldn't that be fun Speaking of fun activities. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, I mean, yes, it is. <laughs> I've never actually clapped inside someone, but pretty close. I mean, not far I mean, from goals. it. I mean, goals. Let's yeah. Something them... to work towards, right? On the to-do list. Put it right at the top. <laughs> Put it on the to-do list. Uh, but getting back to um, Polly M, I, I agree with you in um, just the way that you're talking about how important metamors are to your life. Mm. I think me as a, again, with you saying like, like baby Dom, like a baby polyam person. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that was like against every instinct I had early on to yeah. bring my metamors close to me. But I got to tell you, some of my best friends are my metamors. Like yes. I get so much out of my relationships with my metamors. Like 
I learn so much from them. I just feel so nourished by them. And me just starting out, that was something that I really resisted. And it's something that makes my life and my heart feel so full now. Yeah, you know, mine as well. I think everybody when they start out in poly, you know, you're learning compersion, like you're learning to have joy for other people's joy. And you're learning how to deal with your own jealousy and your own anger. And you're I mean, if you want to know what triggers you, I mean, jump both feet into polyamory because you're going to find out right fucking quick. And I got really lucky in that my metamor is an incredibly patient person. She is one of the things that she's such a gift to me is she is, and I say this aggressively honest. If you ask that woman what she wants, if you're like, would you like curry for dinner? If she doesn't want curry, she's going to say, no, I don't want curry. She's not going to say, oh, I'd rather have this. She's just going to tell you right to your face. I don't want that. Yeah. I'm easy, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. She will never say that. She will tell you exactly what she thinks. Oh, I love her. And it's it's such genuinely, Lady Pam, it is such a gift to have somebody in my life for whom I am not expected to anticipate or mind read. Oh, she is yes. such a glorious gift. And I'm very lucky. You know, she has children the same age as my children. So our polycule comes together on vacations and we are four adults and six children and it works because we have taken the time to sit down and be uncomfortable with one another we have sat she has literally sat in my living room while i screamed at her at the top of my lungs now i'm not proud of this moment but she sat very calmly and she listened and she said she owned what she could own she apologized and then most importantly she changed her behavior and then we we grew together again it comes back to that theme of of co-creating something that works for everyone involved and you do that by communicating um hopefully you communicate more kindly than i did in that moment um she will laugh when she hears this because she knows the time (laughs) i'm talking about (laughs) bless her heart she sat her ass right on my couch and just waited for me to scream myself out and then she gave me a big hug she oh you have no idea yeah so i really encourage people if polyamory is something that you think um speaks to you uh again i'm going to refer you back to that therapist get real good at answering the question what do you need because if you can't answer the question what do you need you got some work to do before you're ready to to take a plunge and how do Um, you feel that how do you feel question how do you feel like how do you feel what do you need yes Mm -hmm. yeah what is this about what's under this what is this really right. about, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What's at the core? Uh, what's at the core of this? Yeah. Because I like the thing that you're saying about, like, if you're, if you want to get triggered, like, just get right into polyamory. Very yep. true. And I think the important part of that is that you are now knowing what triggers you and you are exploring why that triggers you and how you can go through this uncomfortability to heal that part of yourself and yes accepting support from the polycule surrounding right healing this and working well, through it you know not just yeah. getting triggered and then saying oh no it's okay we're not doing that then that thing anymore right. that's i'm vetoing that in this you know dynamic like you two aren't allowed to do that anymore or something like right. that Well, I think it's really important that people remember that, you know, triggers are real. I have deep respect for people that have experienced particularly relational childhood trauma, trauma of any kind. But your triggers as a person, those are your responsibility to heal. No one can do that work for you. It's your job. Now, you can go to people and ask for help. You can be honestly vulnerable with trusted intimates and say, I'm struggling here. Can you help me? But ultimately, that's your responsibility. And if you're going into poly thinking it's going to fix you, mm-hmm. oh boy, you're in for a real ride because it it won't. The only person that can do that work is you. And that applies to Wellness DS as well. Yep. I could give a sub instructions all day long, but it is ultimately their responsibility to execute those things. I can't physically make you run on a tr- I mean I could, but I'm not going to make you. I'm <laughs> not like going to stand idea, over you. Yeah, now I have an idea. I actually just jotted maybe, that down. Yeah, maybe make I will someone stand run. Over you. Maybe I will get that whip out. <laughs> maybe. <Yeah. laughs> but that's it's so true. It's so true. It's that same thing of like 
learning uh, learning you <laughs> I was gonna say learning yeah. learning oh. people learning them romantic learning yeah. you um and I love how you mentioned that your metamor is someone that you don't have to anticipate and mind read because I think that's another thing that happens when this um when people have strong emotional reactions to things in a polyamory situation like the feeling of jealousy for instance I think a lot of people's instinct can then be to tiptoe around these things, to walk on eggshells surrounding this person, surrounding this thing, rather than getting to the root of what's going on and, and working through it together. Yeah, I think it's really important that, um, you know, I'm a people pleaser. A reco- I joke, I'm a recovering people pleaser and perfectionist. Yeah. And I think it's really hard for people pleasers in polyamory because our instinct is just, okay, I'm going to I'm going to do whatever I need to do to make everyone else happy because then I can relax. Yes. And what that all that leads to is you subjugating your own wants and needs for at the expense of, you know, you're literally just giving up your own happiness to be happy. So I think it's really important that everybody remember, you know, managing other people's emotions is not your responsibility. And that applies across the board. DS, poly, kink. If I upset somebody, family, friends, Friends, you know, if I... If I hurt your feelings, please come and tell me so that I can I can have that conversation with you. Give me give other people the opportunity to do their own growing and their own work. And and hopefully everyone's in a dynamic where people they trust people to come and communicate with them when it's necessary. Communication and good calendars are the key to successful polyamory. And Google cal- calendars, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Syncing up your Google phones. Doc. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but it's so true and and I'm and, you know, to do the self-work is, I think, very key. But also, you know, mentioning the part of, okay, yes, include the other person. Don't just not say something and not communicate it and then work on it yourself and da-da-da. Like, it's still very important to talk about it with the people because maybe the other person did something that wasn't the kindest, wasn't the most thoughtful, wasn't sure. wasn't aware, you know, of, of what of what you were going through. And it's still, I think it's still very, very valuable to have these conversations about what made you uncomfortable, what made you feel sensitive or vulnerable or jealous or whatever it might be, even when the person isn't then going to change their behavior and fix it. You know what I mean? Even when it's it's still, I think this is something that, that I'm very much working through right now on my own. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm struggling to kind of come up with the words for it, but it's important to have those conversations, even when it's not about, well, you need to, I need you to do something about it. You know right. what I mean? It's just communicating for communication's sake, because it's going to bring you closer and it's going to bring a bigger understanding to what you're going through and your relationship and how you can do things better. Even when there's nothing to be done about it, it's still important to talk about Yeah, I completely, I completely agree. And I think it ties back to like a religious upbringing and coming into both of us coming into domination, you know, you professionally and me just, you know, basically later in life is heads up, everybody, nobody comes into any of this knowing how to do all of it. There you go. You, You literally just, you have to communicate, you have to ask questions, you have to be humble and willing to learn, you have to be ready to apologize, because you're going to make mistakes. Fail as quickly as you can, learn from that mistake, and and move on with that information. You know, mistakes are a gift. They're not something to be afraid of or to resist. They're going to happen. And you can either shut down because you made one mistake and react, or you can say, what do I learn from this? Integrate that information and grow it into something better. To almost like look forward to the times where you trip up because you want to learn like you're looking forward to being a better whatever it is you know person in the polycule being a better dominant being a better whatever it is it's like the quicker those uh, like I think the relation is to me I heard somebody say something 
of like this thing of getting rejected when you're, you know, like doing online dating, for instance, like, Mm. give me all the rejections, you know, give me as many as soon as possible, because it's only going to get me quicker to a person that I do really connect with. And that is going to message me back. And we are going to go on a lovely date. You know what I mean? So like, look for it and expect and, and crave, you know, those little failures or mistakes, or hiccups, because it's only going to get you closer to you know, having a better understanding about, about whatever it is, whatever journey you're on. More. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Love that. Um, since we should be wrapping up in a couple minutes, I always like to ask people, you know, if they want to set the record straight about, you know what I mean? About either polyamory, about kink, any last words about something that maybe people don't realize about that, that you would like to let let the folks know let the people know at home here's what i want to say because i remember coming out of evangelical christianity knowing i in my heart i was into kink into domination mm-hmm. into that i was pansexual when i had been conditioned that the only people that get to access their sexuality are heterosexual married people mm-hmm. if you're out there i just want you to know you're not alone And there are lots of people that have your same experience who, you know, who who have been on the journey, who are ready to welcome you with open arms, uh, who are ready to to teach you to answer your questions, that you're not broken. There is nothing wrong with you. None of you are broken, actually. Every one of you has an asshole brain. We all have it. you know, you can learn to be louder than that asshole brain. Now, sometimes that requires a toolkit from be it medicine or or therapy or personal healing. It's out there. It's available. You're not on this journey by yourself. And you can be the person that puts on the corset and walks into that club and looks like a <laughs> badass and punches somebody in the butt who is going to turn around and say, thank you. So you're not... <laughs> you're not broken that is gonna happen for you i believe it you know when this panorama is over and we can all be together again you're gonna get to have those experiences but for now take the opportunity to learn take lady pym's courses find find people online in the professional space who resonate with you look at their websites see what tribute they want consume their consume their media consume their classes um ask questions, you know, come find me on Twitter. I'm at Vidra Miss, uh, V-E-D-R-A-M-I-S-S. Be respectful. If you are a cishet man, come with money or a tribute. I am available. I'm ready to answer your questions. Um, And it's just, it's such a joy, Lady Pym, to have you out in this space with us. Thank you for being an example of dominating with a big old smile on your face while you're (laughs) (laughs) beating someone up what a joy to experience that's so sweet and kind oh my god i'm like pouting over here because i'm just like oh and i mean every word literally kink people like you like our friends at off the cuffs you Mm -hmm. you all really saved my life at one point i did not know how i was going to continue to be a person on this planet and then i found this weird little corner of the internet full of people who I had always wanted to be with. And I'm just so glad I got to be here with you today. That's so amazing. It's so true. Like all of you out there, you have no idea the part that you might be playing in someone's journey. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I can say, you know, I could list off the people who have same with me, literally changed the course of my life. And man, if you do make that list, go and send them a tribute now. Please. Again. <laughs> and you know what? You can do. <laughs> I do want to say one thing that I say all the time is, you know, gifts, tributes, like cocks, they come in all sizes and you don't have to have a big one <laughs> for it to be impactful. <laughs> So if you so just true. have, if you just have a tiny penis of a gift to offer, you know what? It still counts. You bring it in. Give it. I bet it gets some shit done. So, yes. <laughs> yeah. If all our followers gave just a small tribute, that would be a huge amount of money. So, you know, 
add yeah. on to the pile. And it blesses us. Yeah, yeah, let's us continue to do this good work. And Lady Pam, go. thank you so much for having me. I do hope, have me back again another time. We didn't even I'd touch on pansexuality oh, or, yeah. we or could talk. any of that. Yeah, we could talk. Yeah, I would uh, be so pleased. Is there anywhere else that people can find and follow you or approach you other than your Twitter? V- Absolutely at, at not. <laughs> Absolutely not. I love that. Okay. In that case. No, I am. Twitter is it? That's Great. me. Love it. Okay, I got a list of things though. At the Lady Pim one on Twitter, at the Lady Pim on Instagram, uh, Lady Pim at protonmail.com for pres- professional inquiries, the bedpost sexual at gmail.com for podcast inquiries. We have a Patreon, it is the bedpost show. We have a YouTube, it is the bedpost sex show. As Vidra said, I'm very generous with my content, it's literally everywhere. Uh, I never want to go an episode without thanking the lovely lady who does the original music for my podcast. Her name is Stephanie Copeland. You can find out all her stuff at stephcopelandmusic.com. Last but not least, Vedra, the second of the trifecta. I'm going to make it happen. It's going to (laughs) happen. When the trifecta completes, you will see the light in the sky, and that's when you know. (laughs) I love it. Thank you so much for the time today. I really appreciate it. I love the conversation we had. And thank you to everyone who's been listening. I hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you next week with another fun and sexy guest here on the Bed Post Podcast. Get fucked, everybody. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. So